Welcome back to Meditate with Tamara. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The intention for this podcast is to share inspiration and share knowledge, insights and stories from enthusiasts and experts in a variety of well-being practices that has helped them in their life. And I'm sure they can't wait to share it to you as well. And today, it's such an important topic that we are going to talk about. And it's about self-love or loving ourselves and I think especially in these times where there's a lot of comparisons and whatnot self-love is something that is easy to understand maybe but it's hard to practice on a day-to-day basis and I believe that's why it's important to talk about it and we will also ask our special guest today about how is it important to her. Now our guest today is called Novia and Novia is a certified 200 our yoga teacher based in Bali, Indonesia. She has been teaching at a number of prestigious yoga studios, schools, and retreats since 2016. And she has gained over 5,000 hours of teaching experience. As much as yoga poses are important, she says, she likes to incorporate mindfulness meditation as well as breathing exercises into the yoga practice to help students in the journey of connecting with their true and best selves in the present moment. Wow, that's amazing. I can't wait to talk to her and for you to listen to our conversation. Welcoming Novia. Hello. Hello. Hi, Samara. Nice to meet you. Nice to finally see you. <laughs> Thank you so much for wanting to be in this podcast. I know I reach out to you after just watching one of your conversations and on a social media account on Instagram Live. And I really was inspired by the things that you were saying and it has really you know helped me through bits and pieces of my day since I listened to that so thank you so much for wanting to be here oh no the pleasure is mine because I'm really really honored that you felt inspired from um that live video and also uh the fact that you invited me to join you in your podcast is such an honor as well so um thank you thank you thank you so much so related to our topic today, self-love, can I ask you, Kanofia, why do you think self-love is important? First of all, I would like to say that I am uh, not a self-love ex- expert. Uh, <laughs> it is something that I'm sure most of us struggle with, especially at this time when, you know, everything is so uncertain and then there's crisis here and there uh, you kind of like lose a little bit of yourself um in this crazy times you can say so um yeah i'm also still learning about self-love still uh discovering myself along the way and this is something that i picked up as i went through my life experiences especially uh teaching yoga here in bali for a few years i learned so much from from my yoga community. So um, um, that, back to your question, self-love is definitely important because just basically having a high regard for yourself, for your own well-being. And um, it's, it's like respecting your own needs and you not sacrificing your own well-being just to please others. And you feel that you are worthy um, and that you are valued. 
you're valuable basically so um it's definitely important to have because without all of that um you're not really sure of who you are at the core um, and you don't know who you are loving and so it's so easy to 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 be swayed by others so one person is influencing you this way and you're like oh yeah i think you're right and you just go along that way you get influenced that way you're not really having a base and another person saying oh why don't you do this all right i go that way because you're not really having a core self and therefore um yeah you just you just sway around and like like waves but if you if you do love yourself it's basically you know yourself pretty well you know what you love you know what you're good at you have a base you have a core and therefore when somebody says something you can sure listen but that doesn't mean that all right i'll do exactly what you say uh and then somebody else says oh why don't you do this or something um yeah cool but no actually i prefer it my way or something like that so yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for that explanation generally i think when we are trying to understand that concept of loving ourselves there's just some something in our head sometimes right like there's some doubts that can happen we call it like the inner chatter or inner critique and it can get overwhelming sometimes and it it and different people it's in a different way and um often at least for me sometimes these thoughts makes me um reminded that oh okay i need to love myself and and actually not fully trust these thoughts that are automatic so what you said was precious i think it's it's really great because sometimes we are not only just you know swayed by other people's opinion but also maybe our negative self talk that could also happen So so that's a great reminder. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I uh can relate to that when you don't really love yourself. There's all these things that come up in your head because you're stuck in your head so much and you think that you are not worthy and therefore you have all these negative negative thoughts about yourself. Uh, you're not good enough, you're not maybe smart enough, you're not beautiful enough, you're not talented enough and the list goes on. and because of that it just keeps bringing you down deep into that hole and it's even harder to get out so when you notice that oh i'm having this negative thoughts about myself again it's good if we catch ourselves in the moment okay right i'm doing this again hmm. <laughs> you know like just like taking a moment to in yoga we always just like take a moment to pause and breathe just come back to the breath all right i'm doing that again to myself that's okay just breathe and do it over and over again <laughs> yeah i love that you touch on the yoga and how self love is also something you learn based on your yoga community because i'd love to dive more into that because i see that you are teaching for 5000 hours i'm sure that there's so many experience with that and with teaching and also your own self practice so you also mentioned about pausing with the breath and taking a breath and and just checking in oh notice that how would you try to describe that experience to someone who is listening right now and maybe not practicing yoga yet or meditation yet yeah for those who are new to yoga and meditation uh taking a pause to breathe 
even though it sounds simple, might be a little bit confusing because these days when it's all about doing and doing and doing and doing, okay, I'm late, I need to go now or like, oh, today I don't feel productive enough. I think I need to add more things uh, on my to-do list. You just want to do more because you feel that the more you do, the more satisfied or accomplished you become. And so taking a pause might seem a bit hard, difficult, like, oh, I feel so unproductive this way. What am I even doing? I'm not doing anything. But basically, I think the main reason for us to live is not to do, but is to be. Um, Because if we are right now still alive, but we're not being we're not really enjoying what's around us living in the present moment what's even the point of living you know like for example you go on a holiday somewhere and you're so focused on meeting your itineraries you want to do everything that you have on your list and then at the end of the day you're so tired you're like oh i'm so tired i didn't even enjoy today because i'm like all worn out from walking or climbing whatever But if you just like, actually today, I want to maybe focus on just a few things. Uh, I want to try the food, maybe like try the local food and maybe talk with the local people, learn about their cultures. And just just having like few things on your list and really taking your time to absorb everything, really listening to people when they're talking. You learn so much from that looking at the nature, looking at the birds, the leaves, the trees moving. That's being, that's being in the present. That's, that's just enjoying things. So that's probably almost like pausing and breathing. You just take a pause, look around, listen, see, using your five senses, touch, taste. And, um, that way it's, uh, it's easier to relate to the present moment when you're using your five senses. And, and um, if we come back to the self topic, self love topic again, when you like in the moment, you can really learn about yourself then when you're in the moment, not when you're in the past, not when you're in the future. So first, before you even love yourself, you have to stay in the present moment. That's the first step. Take a pause and breathe. I'm just doing that right now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm breathing. That's really great. I love that explanation. It's so practical and you combine it with mindfulness, which is just a topic that I believe that people could really benefit from it. Because from my experience, just learning to be mindful, it was not easy in the first few times or even till now. It's always bit of self-control and consistent practice to be mindful and needing to be reminded we have to be mindful and then with that opening our five senses and loving ourselves through that and moving towards that so that's highly highly relevant and I love it do you believe that doing self-love is something that you can achieve through yoga and meditation or is what would you say how people can achieve self-love Definitely not only through yoga and meditation. There's so many ways to do self-love. But then again, self-love itself is quite a deep topic. It's not just 
all right, I don't think I love myself enough. And then you just work on the symptoms. But you you have to go down to the roots or the cause of this whole thing that you have. Because if you're just treating the symptoms, it will come back and then it will happen again and again. Um, if you treat the cause, the root cause, that uh, that's when um, the effect becomes uh, sustainable. So when you lack self-love, oftentimes it comes from a trauma. Um, and maybe, you know, even in, in childhood, you know, like maybe you have strict upbringing, you know, uh, you grew up in undesirable situations or you got in a relationship that was abusive or something like that. And that's how you kind of lost yourself. And then you relied love from other people or from the externals rather than from inside because of those events, those experiences. And I don't want to go too deep into trauma issue because I'm not a trauma expert either. But by just knowing that yourself, for example, you, you feel that you, uh, you lack self-love. And I will tell you more uh, the signs of you lacking self-love. So if you feel that you lack self-love, instead of like, okay, I'm going to go out and maybe have a, uh, you know, like a massage or spa and treat yourself. It's, it's nice. Of course, it's beautiful. After that massage, you'll feel so good about yourself. But maybe two hours later, you're back to where you were before massage. You know, like, oh, I'm still feeling lonely now, you know. So before, maybe first take a pause and breathe and then analyze, why am I feeling like this? When you're, I'll give you an example, you're in a, an argument with someone and you have the tendency of, running away from that conversation like heated arguments you're like uh I don't want to be in conflict something so you just like avoid it and you just leave this person alone just like go away that's that could be a sign of something deeper for example if you analyze it oh maybe I have a fear of conflict that's already you looking deep into yourself and analyzing what is it that you um really you're really afraid of or something else you know why you're relying love from somebody else is it because you um you know maybe in your past relationship your ex-partner cheated on you that could be a thing as well so if you just look into that and you realize that's not because you're not worthy but because of accidental things that happened in your life that's already relieving pressure off your shoulders so yeah, by just knowing that everything that has happened was because of the external, uh, external environment, that's not because you are doomed or there's something wrong with yourself that already relieves so much pressure or burden off your shoulders. And uh, from there, then you can work on yourself, start working on yourself. So start setting boundaries, for example. So boundaries is something that I want every listener to remember. If there's just one thing that people can remember from this conversation is to set boundaries and not letting other people cross your boundaries. But what, what are boundaries, basically? Boundaries are limits that we set 
between ourselves and others to limit space between ourselves and others and to make it easier to understand i want to ask you this question Tamara. i want you i want you to answer this question um what's um what's your boundaries or in in other words what are your uh, life pillars what's your life principles wow that's a really beautiful question thank you so for me well if i start with my life principles i really value a lot about honesty and trust and i love having open communication conversations however uncomfortable it may be but i believe when people are talking honestly based on from their inner needs then it's better to compromise or see whether it's a fit or not so that's in a relationship and friendships partnerships and work or even to parents now and i'm starting to be even more honest because i think somewhat in the indonesian culture growing up it's it's a lot of suppressing emotions not talking about uncomfortable things for example I was talking to my mom about um past traumas and attachment styles. I was like, "Why do I have an insecure attachment style? Can you please tell me what that was all about?" Um and from there, I realized that okay, one of the boundaries that I would like to set or I'm setting right now is how much of my energy I'm giving out to people. So if that's into towards a process, I have an insecure attachment style which makes me somewhat of a people pleaser because I'm anxious of other people's love or signs of affection and trust so from there i realized like okay i don't need everyone's approval or love but i will try to bound myself from okay i don't need to talk to everyone all the time i prefer one on one quality conversations rather than having a lot of zoom meetings where i'm not really talking um especially that's the situation right now so i think that is the one of the biggest things going on right now but i love that question it's like such a deep reflection <laughs> yeah that's great that's great by knowing your boundaries or your principles you already know yourself uh better that's already uh a big step to self love self awareness or knowing yourself being aware of yourself um is um, a main main aspect of self love and when you don't know yourself when you don't know your boundaries you often go down the path of addictions or attachments so um there are three aspects of life like in general one is health two is relationships three is financials or finances So when we have addiction we can have addiction to the job that we have because we feel secure financially uh, in this job even though we hate this job for example or you can get uh, addicted to or attached to um so drugs or alcohol or whatever it is that you know that's not good for you cigarettes and so on and the other thing relationships you know this person's not good for you this person is abusive but you're still around you know you, you let them do that over and over again that's when you don't have boundaries that's when you don't really know yourself that's when you go down that path and the the longer you let yourself go down that path the harder it is to get out so um 
yeah self-awareness is the first thing it's great that you know your boundaries and so i recommend everyone to just figure out again what, what what's their boundaries what's their um life principles what do you value in life and once you know that don't let people who don't respect your values be in your life don't let them don't let them cross your boundaries thank you so much i love that I actually want to dive a bit deeper into into boundaries because I think that's a really important concept that even for me it's relatively new. I think before I understood consciousness and self-awareness, I didn't really have boundaries. But I realized before and having boundaries, I can better manage my energy. So that is something that I'm experiencing. But can you please describe maybe your boundaries or or your experience with knowing Where is that limit where you can cross or cannot cross? You know, how flexible or fixed is that? Yeah. So with that, it's tricky to explain because for everyone, it is kind of different. Like, how flexible can you be in certain situations with certain people? But talking about my own boundaries, quite similar to yours. Like, I really value. Uh, honesty i value also respect and i value empathy i value spirituality i value reliability so those are my main life principles so using this principles it's easier to decide with whom i want to be around for example when we talk about romantic relationships yeah so you meet someone And you get closer uh, the more you meet them, and then you you talk and you talk and you talk, and you uh, it comes a topic of, for example, spirituality. You have to first know what do you mean by spirituality. What do I mean because it's my boundary. What do I mean by spirituality? I basically, uh, for me, it's like uh, I believe in God, and I, I. You know, I want the person that I'm I'm with for, for example, the rest of my life to also believe in God. And when we talk about this aspect, and it's like, oh no, actually, I'm an atheist. Uh, I don't believe in God. I'm sure, like, I respect that. You, you, me, me. But uh, for a romantic relationship, I don't think that's suitable. That's when you know your boundary. Even though you really enjoy this person's company so much, but when you know that something that you can't change because it's your boundaries your your life principles that's when you have to be be uh firm and um assertive with your own self and with others i'm sorry i don't think we're a match you know so first i think just like describe your boundaries in your own words in a, so you know better um <laughs> this is a bee. <laughs> so ahimsa, no okay. we can't do anything to the bee. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so basically that. So that's an example that. That's what happens when you live in a wood. There's just so many um uh, live creatures around. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's. Must be enjoying at one time, and then sometimes it's yeah. <laughs> But uh, I love the the nature vibe I'm looking right now, and I'm sure the listeners can also hear um, the, the rooster in the back. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're just so 
excuse. I don't know why they're doing this now at like 4.30. <laughs> they just don't know their time. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I really love that example. Thank you. And in your explanation and experience, um, the way I hear it as well is we can ask ourselves maybe if it helps the listeners right now is asking what are the things I cannot compromise on uh, it's something that I learned talking to like a counselor if you're going to meet a new potential suitor in, in that example what are your values and what are your other person's values and can you compromise on this or not for example so that could be an example of boundaries but coming back into self-love, which, which I believe is such a great topic, like zooming out a bit. I've studied something called compassion. And within compassion, there is compassion to ourselves and compassion to others. And I'm just wondering, how can we rebalance maybe if there is an imbalance between how much we're compassionate about, if that makes sense? Because sometimes we want to be there for other people but we also want to be there for ourselves so i guess it circles back to what points that you've already said i believe that's uh it's a process and if you can take us maybe in towards that process that would be uh really really great so you're talking about compassion as of forgiving yourself and forgiving others right uh, but but also you're 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 touching the uh topic of being there for others at the same time of being there for yourself trying to to balance because we have as much as limited energy maybe throughout our day and right. we have responsibilities demands maybe someone who is listening or you have families that have responsibilities where you're you're in need to serve others um, but you also have to be there so you can serve others so can we rebalance that so basically you know after after knowing yourself better, setting your own boundaries, setting um, your own life principles, there may be relationships is one of your life values, you know, and then you discover that. And if relationship is one of your main values, decide who are the people who are the most important to you. And if um, set priorities, you know, so you always have to come first in my own opinion, because you know, like on airplane, the oxygen mask thing, you, you can't do your children first before doing yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. Also, that's another analogy. You have to prioritize yourself first and then others. But after you decide the people who are most important to you, and then you can, uh, you can, you can tell. So, for example, right now you're feeling that okay. I think right now I'm, I'm all right. Uh, emotionally, mentally, physically, I'm fine. That's when I'm like, okay, I can help this person who are one of the most important people in my life. But also, when you're feeling so down, so low, so depressed, and then somebody else needs you there. How are you going to be there if, you, if you're needing the same thing? If anything, you're going to make them more depressed than before <laughs> because your energy is going to influence their energy. Um, so I think it's very important to, to take or put in mind that we affect other people when it comes to energy. 
if right now you're in, in a good mood, you're, you're feeling all right, that's when you feel, all right, I can, I can do this because you genuinely want to help them to be better. Okay. But if you know that, I don't think I have the energy to help this person or resources to help this person. That's when you have to be honest with them. Like, I love you so much. I appreciate you. I respect you. But right now I need to uh, tend to myself first. I need to, to take care of myself before I take care of you. Once I feel better, I can go to you. So uh, communication, you know, like good communication skills, very important too. It's not like, oh no, 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 I'm tired, bye. You know, it's <laughs> also it's very important that you communicate that in a way that they would understand, also in a way that would honor yourself too. So. It's a balance of all. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a great practical insight, the communication, because sometimes you have friends that maybe want to talk to you about their problems, but we're not having a good day. So saying exactly what you were just mentioning is, is a great example for, for setting boundaries and respecting yourself and respecting others so you can be there with the, the full cup. So I love that analogy. Thank you. Thank you. So um, coming into a little bit more maybe um, about your yoga teaching and, and practices, do you uh, have these themes of self-love in, in the way you teach your style? Or Because I would love to join your class one day, but before that, I will have to ask you in person first. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do. Sometimes uh, the topic of my class would be self-love. And it's more in like yin yoga. I don't know if you're aware of yin yoga. So um, that way you get to, you know, just like listen more as you stay longer in one pose. Because in like vinyasa or hatha, we move quite fast. I mean, we can also do that like in those classes. But in yin, it's nicer because you learn about patience as well. And patience is also another main aspect of self-love because no sustainable change can be done in an instant so if you want the change to be sustainable you have to be patient and allow the slow progress and so when you are patient with with yourself in the moment without any expectation that's when you you come to terms like it's okay you know i know right now i might not be there yet but maybe tomorrow i will you know so in yin yoga, because we stay for what, up to five minutes or even like sometimes seven, eight minutes in a pose, you learn to be patient. You, you feel that deep, deep tension. It's like in real life, you feel problems arising. But instead of reacting to your problems and based on instinct, you're just like, it's okay, I can deal with this. Just take a pause and breathe. All right, get to know myself again. What what do I love? What am I good at? Um, what are my uh, life principles? What's my boundaries? How am I going to be better uh, responding to this problem? So, um, yeah. So I do I do have like uh, classes with that topic. <laughs> wow, I love that. Thank you. I'll I'll try to incorporate that in my next in practices because. In reality, I used to think that, oh, I want something fast, like vinyasa and power. And, and that label that I put onto myself, I felt like 
okay, but that's not really sustainable right now. I think I need a bit more to balance myself. I think I need a bit more yin. So I've been practicing a bit more yins in the evening and it's really good. So it's it's a good reminder to also have like this self-awareness and self-inquiry, like the things that you mentioned, like the questions we ask ourselves about how much we can put as a boundary and how much we can love ourselves through these poses, being patient through that. I think it's it's something to add on top to yoga practices that is really beneficial to, for self-discovery, I think. And it's a whole process. You're you're completely right. I think it's it's a long life process. Absolutely. And it's good um you already mentioned to balance both doing both yin and yang practices, uh, especially if you do yoga, because then the more you do yin, the more you realize in your yang practice, the deeper you can go in uh those poses. That's what I experienced myself. In Ashtanga, I uh, am originally a Ashtanga practitioner. Um, I I practice every day, nonstop, except for full moon and new moon, and because I really wanted to to be there. I had these expectations of myself. I want to do this. I want to do that. I did it so much to the point that I was stuck in one pose, meaning like, oh, why can't I go deeper? I pra- I've been practicing for months now the same pose like why can't I do this deeper and so when I realized that um yeah all these expectations me not being patient with myself and I started practicing yin um for some time and then when I got back to that pose again I'm like oh my god I'm so much deeper than I was before and I was so surprised like wow yeah yeah Question. The thing with yoga, at least from my experience, is that with the practice, somehow your body knows to do something you never thought you could do before. And that, like, little things is like, oh, if I treat my body well in a certain way and and be patient and not doing it for the ego of of, like doing inversions with other because everyone else is doing inversions, Um, there's a a certain way of of looking at it that way. So, thank you so much for for that. So um, I would love to ask, I, I know we've, we've talked a lot about self-love, its, it's origins, so self-awareness, self-inquiry, the boundaries, and communicating to other people. I think these are all great things. Would you say, what would you recommend to the listeners right now? If there is one thing they can do after listening to this podcast or, or today um, in practicing self-love, what would you recommend to our dear friend? To say one thing, probably hard, <laughs> but maybe you can put it this way. Treat yourself like you would treat your most precious person in your life. So, you know, it might be your mother, or your father, your sister, your brother, or your best friend. Treat yourself like you would treat them. For example, you know, your mother asks for help like please I have this problem I want you to listen to me I'm hurting right now please listen to me and you're like no I don't want to listen to you would you say that to your mom probably not (laughs) so if you treat yourself like you would treat your mom you are hurting you are suffering you need to talk to yourself you need yourself to listen to you a heart-to-heart conversation then be there for yourself. You know? 
I'm like, all right, I'll listen to you. What's your problem? Um, all right, I'll be there for you. All right, we can go through this one step at a time. And that's one other aspect that I would like to add about self-love is um, internal affirmations. Um, that's related to the negative chapter uh, that we have when we lack self-love. Instead of having that negative chatter, um, switch, switch it around with um, positive affirmations. Say to yourself um, that you're beautiful, you're good enough, you're amazing, you're awesome, you can do this, you have great coping skills, you can go through this, whatever that you want to achieve, say it over and over again. Yeah, I can, I can teach yoga if that's what you want to do. Yes, I can meditate for five minutes. Yes, I can meditate for 10 minutes. So just say out loud or deep in your heart the things that you want to do, the things that you want yourself to believe. If you already set your mindset to, to having those beliefs, everything else will fall into play, place. Your environment will uh, adapt according to how you want it to be. But you have to set that intention first, set that, um, yeah, as you say, over and over again. Um, and so when, for example, you're suffering and you're listening to yourself through your problem, you can just say, it's okay, it will pass, it's okay. Um, I acknowledge uh, your suffering, it's okay to be sad, it's okay to cry, but I'm, I'm here for you, you'll be okay, we'll go through this together, don't worry, I know you can do it. Saying all those nice things to yourself like you would say to your most precious person, your mom, your best friend or whoever it is. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. That's such important. I'll try to to do that and incorporate that in, in my practice daily. And something that I'd like to add on to that, I actually read a research quite recently. I don't know how I, I stumbled upon it, but as you mentioned about your internal affirmations and frame it more positively and similarly to how you would speak to, uh, to a precious person, apparently it is better to say it out loud or even on into the mirror, it can be uncomfortable. I haven't really done it, but I'll try and see how it how it affects me. But when you see yourself and you actually speak aloud, compared to a people like in, in this experiment, whatnot, they don't say it out loud. Apparently, they have less sickness or something. They they're more healthier. I don't know if that changed their habits or they're less stressed. I'm not sure. I, I should look up the research and maybe put it in the description for people who want to check it out. But I find that extremely interesting. Like if you just say positive things out loud to yourself, um, it, it increases your quality of life. So thank you. <laughs> just adding. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree with that research because the more you say it and the louder you say it, the more you believe um what you say so whatever that makes you believe in those affirmations do it you know sing it dance it whatever you know put it up on your wall put it up on your fridge on your door before you leave your house so you remind yourself over and over again um so do anything that you can do basically 
just, just change your mindset from those negative beliefs about yourself to positive beliefs about yourself. The more you love yourself, the more you have positive beliefs about yourself. And, um, and the more you have that about yourself, the more people will start seeing it within you as well. You set, you set your own standards to how people will look at you. Um, often when we're like, oh, why, why don't they appreciate me? Why don't they respect me? Often we just complain in our heads or to them before even reflecting, do I do what you know I expect them to do to myself? Maybe I don't really do my own homework. <laughs> right, right, and it's always to start with our homework and our root causes. So thank you for that reminder. Thank you so much. Kanofia, I really appreciate your wisdom, your time, your sharing. It has been such a lovely conversation and I'm genuinely very grateful and I wish you all the best with with the teaching and everything that you're currently doing. And for our listeners, maybe if they would like to follow your work, can they go anywhere or maybe towards your teachings? Um, if you're doing that, can you please kindly share? So people who are interested in my work, they can go to my Instagram. It's at namaste underscore novia, so N-A-M-A. S-T-E underscore N-O-V-I-A. And there, there's my website as well. So if they want to check out more about my courses, because I also provide courses, especially for anxiety, they can uh, um, just go to that link over there. Um, other than that, they can also go to my Facebook. Uh, my business Facebook is... Namaste Novia, same thing. So that's a Facebook page where I share um, some articles or just like uh, short yoga videos to uh, my followers. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I'll make sure to put the links to the website and your course and also your Facebook page, Namaste Novia, as well in the description. Thank you so much, God, for your time. Thank you. Thank you. I really, really appreciate this podcast, this conversation. I can totally feel that you are a, um, you know, like a very positive person with high frequency. And it's really nice to, to get to know you a little bit, knowing your boundaries that you shared with me earlier. And I hope maybe in the future we can uh, do this kind of thing more often or collaborate in other ways. Because uh, what you said earlier that you maybe in the future you want to like live in Bali and just teach yoga or, and do other things here, you know, I could help you do that. If, so, yeah, because I really, really want you to achieve your goals because you deserve it. You deserve all the beautiful things in the world. And um, maybe I'll see you soon in Bali. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kanobia. Those are extremely beautifully genuinely kind words thank you it means a lot to me it's it's making my day thank you <laughs> after the pandemic i can first thing i'm gonna do is book a flight to bali i'm going to go to Ubud. i'm gonna go to your classes yoga barn classes and um i'll i'm really looking forward to to really just chat over um 
fruit balls and <laughs> smoothie balls. Yeah, smoothie balls, salads. <laughs> the vegan food that's amazing in, in Ubud. <laughs> Great. And, but, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Let me know. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much again. And thank you so much for everyone who is tuning in right now. Thank you for yourself the intention i'm sure for you clicking on this episode is to learn a little bit more about how to love yourself and i hope that the insight given by kanohia in this conversation will inspire you to act on it and to do the inner work that you have to do in order for you to have a better quality of life because again that is the intention of this sharing and this podcast and if you find that this episode is beneficial for you Please kindly share it to your loved ones who you think will benefit most from it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Namaste. Bye. Thank you.